0: Welcome to the Mixed Movement, where we speak candidly about the uncommon commonalities that people of mixed race face in our world today. Here, we listen, share, learn, and acknowledge that through our stories, we are all connected. We are your hosts. Me. Chris. And Rachel Go, Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am really excited to be here with Nate and Chris and we are going to be talking about societal non-acceptance. Welcome to the show. So how are you guys today, Chris?
1: Great. Excited always excited to be with you guys.
0: Yay, me too. And how about you Nate? I'm really
2: good. Just uh, I'm ready to talk about this. Yes. It's exciting. It is. How
0: are you? I'm oh, I'm great. I am really excited to discuss this topic today because I feel <laughs> like I'm extra prepared because I just attended a conference about connection just a couple of days ago. And this wasn't necessarily a direct topic, but there was an overall theme about societal non acceptance. So let's get into awesome.
2: it. Sweet. Let's do it.
0: So when you hear the term societal non-acceptance and you think of being mixed race, how do you feel like that pertains to you, Chris?
1: Well, I think that society its part of their job to make things difficult and not mesh. So I think that they're doing their job in most cases. I think it's not so much about changing society as a whole, but the ones that understand that you know this is not okay. This doesn't make sense. Reaching them now can we can we reach them collectively? I'm sure we can, but we have to start individually. Giving them the power that they have is what it seems like we've fallen into. Like uh, yeah, I don't I don't believe that I should give power to things that hurt me. I don't think that we should. Should we address it? Absolutely. Should we talk about it? Sure. But to let society take over your individual life with their negativity is something that we need to change individually. Like I need to make it not as important as I have. And then why have I made it important in the first place? You know, right. I have the power to make my life, whatever it is, I want it to be, you know, without all the outside influences. And I think that the way we grew up kind of helped us understand that it's all internal. You know, how we feel is internal. How we accept things is internal. What we don't want to accept. That's a decision that we make. To not make those decisions ourselves and let others make those decisions, we've given our own power away. Yeah. Yeah?
0: I agree. I agree with you. That was great. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, it starts with self. So, Rachel, what do you think about when you hear societal non-acceptance? What comes to mind?
0: Honestly, every experience that I've had as not sitting in a box. To me, every person who I've encountered that, and it's funny when I think of it this way, that has said things to me like, huh, you're not who I thought you were going to be. Huh, you're actually really cool. Huh, you know, things like that. I'm like, wow. So that to me is very clear that we have been conditioned to put People into a group or a category based on the color of their skin. And as a mixed race person, I feel like our non acceptance is when people have that perception of you and you prove them a little bit differently. It's kind of surprising. I I, I do love when it happens, but also I'm kind of disappointed that it still continues happening. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, I get it. It's it's hard. I don't want that for my children to experience, or anybody else, or anybody else's children. But we do. So, in my perception of that phrase of societal non, non acceptance, is surprising people with who you are because you look a certain way and yet you don't act or talk or whatever the way that they expect you to because they wanted to place you in that racial category.
2: No, I get that completely. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think of when I hear societal non-acceptance. I think of, yeah, it's people, they see you, they they have a judgment about you already. They're like, oh, you gotta be just like this or like this. But it does happen quite a bit. It happened a lot more when I was younger. I don't run into it as much now, but every once in a while, like in just my industry, you know, I'm in sales and I'll walk into an office and you can just, you can, you can see it, you can feel it. And it's just like, for me, I like, you know, get my hands together and go, all right, this is good.
1: <laughs>
0: opportunity. I just, I,
2: I'm Yeah. Opportunity. That's exactly it. To change someone's mind. And, you know, that's what I yeah. think of when I, I hear societal non-acceptance. It's
0: funny. I was at an event last night and I was really happy that I had this lens on it where I could recognize it but we, have you ever turned and met made eye contact with a stranger and then you watch their facial expression change
1: mm-hmm. like they
0: look at you and they're yeah. like like confused
2: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> For sure. how often do you think that how would how often do you think that happens to you within you know in, in a week
1: Actually, I think it, it probably happens a lot, but I think that we've just kind of learned to not so much ignore it, but we've seen it so much it's not as much of a big deal anymore. So mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't notice mm-hmm. it immediately. But when we do, we do, and we're like, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but it's just so interesting. I wonder, I just, I don't know, people's body language, when you are able to understand it and and interpret it, it's really Mm -hmm. interesting what you can pick up on and and not saying that you're correct all the time in your, your interpretation of it. But oftentimes when somebody (laughs) look, look, you make eye contact and then they, their whole facial expression changes with a look of confusion. (laughs) It's kind of hard to deny that. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, I feel like, is that also part of societal non-acceptance? Because we just we look
1: different. I, I don't know. I think it's more. It's not necessarily that they aren't accepting, but it's more conditioning to me. You know, because okay. not yeah. it's more yeah. of a negative term, whereas we're talking about confusion. Like they just don't know. Right. You know. Right. They're not instantly yeah. judging. Like you know, I don't like whatever, but they're just like, uh, what? What is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. That's per-
2: that's the perfect. It's what is that
1: exactly? Yeah are you
0: struggling to understand the complexities of your mixed race identity do you feel isolated by the lack of resources available to help you and others around you understand the nuances of being mixed race now is the time to take action and schedule your free consultation for my individual coaching course in our time together you will gain a deeper understanding of your unique mixed race identity and how to navigate the challenges you face Here are just a few examples of what I have helped individuals just like you gain from my course. You will learn how to embrace and love every aspect of what makes you unique. You'll learn how to navigate complex social situations with confidence. And I have even helped many of my clients move out of areas where they didn't feel safe because they are mixed race. Don't wait any longer to gain the confidence and understanding that you need to live a more fulfilling life. Message me on Instagram at polished.velvet, on Facebook at movement, or feel free to email me directly at coachrachelgo at gmail.com. And that's C-O-A-C-H-R-A-C-H-A-E-L-G-O at gmail.com. Let's make magic happen in your life. So on this topic, I would like to ask you guys what would you do as an individual what actions can you take or will you take to end that end societal non-acceptance individually
2: i would have to say like i don't know maybe this is just where i am in life right now it's just like starting with self like work on yourself work on accepting all of yourself mm-hmm. and then like whatever you i mean There's a lot. You've heard the saying, like someone can only love someone else as much as they love themselves. Someone can only trust or judge it. it, It's all connected. So I really think with the whole societal acceptance is starting with self work on yourself on, on allowing every part of your being, let's just say like, I just had a conversation with someone about this, say exercising. It's like, Hey, you know, you can be the person that constantly beats yourself up and say, oh, man, I wish I, I needed to lose weight. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go anywhere now. I want to stay at home. And there you'll see one person that's like that. And then you'll see another person that is, let's say, the same weight, same everything. But they're out doing things and they're having fun. It's like, what's the difference between the two? Right. It's the mindset. It's self-acceptance. It's accept where you are in that moment. And and like I said, it just kind of projects I and mean, it pushes everything forward. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think about it that way.
0: You brought up one really important factor is we can't heal others if we're still bleeding. True. We yes. can't help unless we can help ourselves and, and learn to love and accept every part of ourselves. And I think that's a really good point.
2: It does. It starts with acceptance of self in every aspect of your life. I think that when you work on yourself, and you have interactions with people in society. I mean, you're a mirror. They, they pick up on what you put out, you know, so if you're accepting them fully, there's more of a chance they're going to accept you fully.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So
2: I think it really does start with self.
1: I think you're right. It's a great one. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Chris?
1: I agree with what Nate said as far as focusing on, on yourself and your own self-acceptance, because whatever you focus on is what you feed. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to focus on how society feels and you know they may have a a negative view on you, then you're focusing on the negative view versus focusing on yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, giving them power and relinquishing yours. So I think just like bullies, take for instance bullies, they're going to keep bullying you if they know that you're being affected and that you've given them this power. So... Mm -hmm. By just being who I am and showing them, listen, you're really not bothering me, nor are you affecting my life. I'm no fun to pick on anymore. Right. You know, so I'm taking control of that. Like, you you can't come into my home and disrupt anything because I'm not giving you, you know, the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm no fun.
2: Absolutely. I'm going to take away your
1: fun and I'm going to live my life because there are People that are actually important to me, people that are in my life whose opinion I value, that accept me. So you really Mm -hmm. don't matter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You want to matter because you want to be a bully, but you don't. In the end, you don't. And I'm not going to raise my expectations for society because I don't control that. I only control me. So the only expectations that I'm raising are the expectations I set on myself and how I feel about myself.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Yeah. Taking away agreed. the power.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Rachel,
0: my take is a little bit, a little bit different, and I'm kind of it's it's hard to articulate. The more I'm learning about, I'm going to pull in a, a past a past episode topic, the Baha'i faith. I feel like it's I'm learning so much about race and racism and how their concept of essentially diminishing it. But me as an individual, how I would like to, I'm, I'm going to play my part in, in ending this is to be genuinely curious about the things that I don't understand mm-hmm. when it comes to other people and other cultures. And I've always really loved like an open door policy. Several years ago when I was much younger, in my 20s, I lived in a house and I was dubbed the mom of the group. Anybody, if they had had too much to drink, could come over at any hour and crash on my couch. And I'm, I'm kind of pulling that part of myself back in and I'm focused on community building and helping others and learning about other people that I don't understand and offering the same to those who are curious or interested. And I feel like the more you know about things, the more you learn about things you don't know, the less scary they are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can do that with anybody I interact with. But yes, healing yourself is a big part of it because I I won't be able to do that if I don't understand and love myself first. But yeah, through just... Being curious, this is something that's been on my mind a lot of uh, lately about how people are truthfully afraid of the things that they don't understand. And instead of being curious about it, they mm-hmm. let that fear take over past judgment, build walls and and separate themselves from what could potentially be an amazing learning experience.
2: It's easier. And people want what's easy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's like our last episode. You have to lean into the hard, the hard work, mm-hmm. the things that you don't want to look at, yeah. you know, and even just an interaction with another, another person, lean into it. It's easy to have your clique, your group, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your people, but someone that's doing something a little different, it's, you're right, just be curious. Yeah. If, if what they're doing, they're not harming anyone, they're just in their own world and they just don't do the things that you do, learn about them. them. You'd never know. You just never know. So I agree. hundred percent.
0: So I am curious, do you guys have any ideas collectively what we could do within our own community through social media on a grander scale that would help put an end or curb societal non-acceptance?
1: Well, I think that Rachel, I think you're actually um, setting an example for both of us. You're out there, Aww. you know. You're out mm-hmm. there. You're meeting with different groups, and you're learning. And I don't want to speak for Nate, but I'm his older sister, so I will. Anyway, so um, you can. Uh, I it, it is my right. That's a thing. Um, but I think <laughs> that Nate and I are are similar in, you know we we do talk to people. We're more of we're better in, in more intimate settings, like one on one, or maybe just a few people, or so I don't think that we've stepped forward as far as you have, but we can.
2: Yeah. We can, mm-hmm. you know. You are showing the way. Yes. And it's motivating. Thank it's motivating. you. And
1: yeah. I think it's amazing that um, we have different ways of looking at things. You know, we have different ways of going about Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think that we're learning from each other. I love that we don't really talk too much about what we're going to say in the podcast. We're learning mm-hmm. during yeah. the recording because I don't know if all three of us are are going to agree, or if mm-hmm. two, of right? Us are, you know, so I love that. Yeah. So we're learning every time we do a podcast. About mm-hmm. difference it's true. <laughs> it's true it's fun it is fun and we can't
2: if you guys can see all the
1: bloopers (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we need to do an end of year episode just on bloopers but yeah i think that that is you know just getting out there just getting out there and being with more people you know um, more social things i mean how do you have any effect on society if you're not out in society (laughs) so
0: True. I Good point. Exactly
1: that. That's the way. And, and Rachel, I think you're incredibly brave and uh, positive uh, to be doing those things. So I think. Oh, that's, thank that's you. Really, we can definitely yeah, start absolutely. to do uh, that in our own little circles of society, venues that are yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. for us, and we just take baby steps to get to where we Yes. Is. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's that's what I'm doing too. Is baby steps, and it's it seems like the more what I take one step and then other things just seem to pop up and I'm all in and I go for it. This event that I attended, I attended a workshop that was, it was titled Unpacking Collective Trauma. And we had a project that we separated into different groups together. And it was really interesting. She said, she asked, if you were to put on an event in this community that we're in, what would it be about? Who would you invite in terms of just community building? And so I think there were six or seven different groups and what people came up with was pretty moving. One in particular that, that just really struck me because a lot of us led and ran with the idea of a community event, but there was one that was like, nope, we're going to have a wellness center and make sure that it is there, it's, it's open to anybody, if people who are you know making it accessible in any way between finding public transportation for free, if somebody needs to attend different classes, different workshops, make it kid friendly, video like YouTube or a constant Zoom link that people can check in on um, in this wellness center and make it yeah. really focused on diversity and, and inclusion. And it was beautiful. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, this is, it's not just about race, but yeah, holding different days of the week, let's say that has a different meal from a different mm-hmm. country. Themed days at this wellness center so people could come and join and understand differences a little bit better. For those who are hearing impaired and yeah. those who are not physically able to make it, make it easy for them to attend when they need to, too. So that was really inspiring. And what I am actually going to do, <laughs> which is it's a, the it's a first, first anybody's hearing of it because the seed has been in the back of my mind for only about two days, but I really would like to create a, a community yeah. here where I am locally for mixed race people just to sit and have coffee like once a month and if it grows then continue you know adding more days but creating yeah. that safe space for mm. mixed race people in my community I think will be very cathartic yeah. <laughs> definitely very needed too that would be amazing and I hope that kind of spreads do it like wildfire do it and, and do other it. people in other communities Absolutely. hear about it and start doing this yeah
2: like Nike just do it
0: I need to just do it. (laughs) Just go. Yes. How about you, Nate? Do you have an idea of how to curb it collectively?
2: There's quite a few ideas. It would be great to have something similar to that. Just basically for people to talk. Someone, a place for people to go. It's like, like I said, I'm a big believer in therapy. Like therapy for everyone. Like it's just... Mm -hmm. People have stories. People need to get it out. They need to, to know that they're heard, that they're seen, and that they're not alone. So I think having a place like that would be amazing. And I've been thinking about how can I do something like that? How can I reach the community? How can I, I don't know, add value, add, add anything to it? Is So there's a... Katie and I go to this church and they have these things. They're called life groups. And it's... It's people that go to church on, you know, Sundays and it's just creating a community of people where they sit and they get to know each other really for the most part. And, you know, they have different categories like, you know, with families like, you know, say, you know, if you have little children ages from this and you kind of want parents that are on the same page and they have kids that are the same age so they can kind of talk and like you have people to relate to. But there's all different kinds of categories, Mm -hmm. ages, and just to put people together in a positive place to talk about life and experience and just to share. I haven't joined one of those groups yet, but I've been thinking about it and it is. It is stepping outside and I think it's sharing. So I think it'd be a big, that'd be my one way to start with it, I guess.
0: Yeah, you absolutely should, Nate you absolutely should. I know that right now in our society, we are facing a new problem with, of isolation. And it's it's a pretty scary issue. People are not feeling as welcomed or a little too afraid to get out or, or talk or make friends. It's hard. I also, I mean, I live in a smaller community. I think we're about 40,000. And I moved here many, many, many years ago, and I made friends fairly e- easily. And then I moved away and moved back, got married, had kids, was in isolation <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: while raising my kiddos. And, and now that they're older and my schedule is open a little bit more, I'm like, how do people make friends? I have my old friends, so I've, yeah. been, I've been communicating with them and you know, attending events and that sort of thing. But how, yeah. how do people yeah. make friends?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and just, I don't know, you just made me think of it now. It's like, how do you make friends? But how do you make, I don't know how this is going to sound, but like healthy, good friends, not healthy. I'm, I mean, in every meaning of the word, like taking care of themselves, caring about other people, adding value, like yes. you can go to a bar, you can make friends, mm-hmm. you know, but I just, I don't know, just the, the phase of life of where I am that's not my thing now you know
0: but it's, it was funny just the other night I went out to a bar to grab some food and then I was going to meet up with some friends to do to go to an event a dancing event and oh, so I was at this bar doing? by myself and <laughs> of course <laughs> of course a 23 year old oh, was man. like hey oh naturally hey you want to sit next to me I'm like sure <laughs> Kentucky, Absolutely, my like
1: taxes too.
0: Yeah, exactly. But because, and here's the here's the funny thing uh-huh. is the conversation that we had. Of course, he was trying to hit on me. Like there was there was no denying that that was not an option for me. But I mean, I'm flattered. I don't hesitate getting into some heavy topics with strangers because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yep. you want to invite me in? This this is what you're getting. And it was a really good, probably 25 minute conversation. And yeah. I think this is how you can build a healthy relationship instead of a superficial one, is to get right into the, yeah. the questions. I mean, hence the bar. He is from Mississippi. I live in Washington State. He travels for work and he he's like, I'm lonely. <laughs> you know, we I mean, we talked about <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. there with a friend who he totally ignored, but, yeah. but, you know, talking about his life and his struggles mm-hmm. was actually a kind of a gift. But 100%. I think that if you do, if you do meet people and you meet them on a superficial level, that's, you're going to have a superficial, yeah. maybe unhealthy yeah. friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. If you meet somebody and you're like, all right, guess what? Yeah. You, you're calling Perfect. me in. Well, this is who I am.
2: Nicely done. Nicely done. And then
0: it's a different story. He's Very like, "Can I good. get your number?" Good I'm like, you. "Here's a link to my podcast. <laughs> so Got another I, viewer. Can I listen
1: to this. <laughs> Sweet. Here's my." <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. She's always working. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> always, always ruthless. Um, but that's that's a good point too. Yeah. Is how do you how do you create a healthy friendship versus a superficial one?
2: One hundred percent. I agree with you. I mean, I've had the same group of friends for probably, I'd say, like 20 years. And they're a good group. We message every day. And actually, I'm leaving and watching a football game by their house soon. And in the beginning, like years ago, it was superficial. It's like, you know, hey, you working out today? Yeah, me too, man. Let's go. Like, like that's, you know, that's it. But now, you know, we're all around the same age in our 40s and we we have <laughs> deep conversations real conversations now and that's just created more of a bond between all of us like more than i could even imagine and and i th- like that's where it's at though like you, you we have the serious conversations about good things in life things that you can share with yeah. someone that you want to share something that maybe even you're just proud of that actually takes a lot to t- tell someone mm-hmm. that you're proud of yourself so that we have those conversations and then having the the hard conversations you know about their past and, you know, the way they were raised and all that. And there's times where we're, we're crying, you know, we're letting it out, but that's where it is. So I get, I get what you're saying. You know, if you can have those conversations with a stranger, like it's so necessary everyone needs that, you know, and who knows that they might not get that Mm -hmm. anywhere. So I I see it as a gift an opportunity, a gift. So Mm
0: -hmm. I get it. Exactly. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I had a wonderful time discussing societal non-acceptance and how we can curb this issue. I hope that each and every one of you have taken away something that you can bring into the world to do your part to create a stronger, happier community. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to be here for you, and we can't do what we're doing without your support. Please hit subscribe, and to stay up to date, head on over to MixedMovement.com. That's M-I-X-D-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com to stay up to date with news and more. We are the Mixed Movement. See you next time.